Hello, this is Black Country Blokes Tune the Fat. Listen, listen, listen. I've been hearing a lot lately about men don't talk. But in my experience, men do talk, just people aren't listening. So it's going to be me and a group of blokes discussing our struggles and victories through life. Warning, there may be some bad language, so apologies to all the mums, especially on my own. Let's get going. Listen, listen, listen. I've been yeah. This is the Black Country Blokes chewing the fat. Me, Kev Dillon, Lee Cadman, Craig Pinches, Aaron Jew. And once again, we're joined by my dad, Bob Dillon. This is part two, because by God, can this man talk? <laughs> so we've, we've got from Bob, who suffered um, <coughs> with bad hearing and being teased as a child. He's gone, achieved so much with boxing in his own right. He um, become a coach. Now him and his best friend, Big John Shakespeare, have started up the Lions. So tell us about the second chapter of your boxing life, Dad. Uh, me and John, um, we started, we've gone through what we've, we, we've gone through and we have completely different coaches, but we've got the same philosophy that you, are, you need shape and movement. So I've decided to go into, well, no, there's a magnificent friend who's my dad. In, in, after, after Dennis Jackson, who passed away, who, who guided me and took me from this ranting coach to this more of a philosopher and to listen, we have two shapes. We have the physical shape and we have the internal shape, the mind. And that's what makes and breaks us. That's what makes us frightened. And we can't cope with that, you see. We just can't cope with that. And he, he taught me how to horse whispering. Never said that before. Just come to me, maybe how to horse whisper, how to box whisper to, to a boxer. How to get that, that stallion. How to, oh, okay, okay. You're a race horse, you're a plow horse, you're a, you're, you're a charger, you're a, and, and, that's, and that's how you, you work with boxers. We just said something great off air about it's not good enough to win, it's how we win. Well, that's it, you see, because we've got egos, and, and, and we've all got an ego. Uh, I, I, was, I was with a great guy called Colin Jones. What a fighter. And we was all talking, um, and it was about like, oh, the worst thing a coach can have is an ego. Well, actually, you're talking bananas. The best thing you can have is an ego, because I want to walk into everywhere I go, and uh, people go, "Oof, Bob Dylan, the lions are here." That's what I like. Not, "Oh, Bob Dylan, more right idea." He teaches that water shit. You know, <laughs> we float like water. You know, Bruce Lee. People forget Bruce Lee was an actor. Yeah. Well, wow, wow, actor, <laughs> right? Great in his own right, but it's, 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 so. The idea is, is. We all, we all, I've, I have terrible panic attacks. What have I got a panic attack? I've got my own house, I'm married to the woman of my dreams, I've got two great sons. We went through a period where Kevin was terribly ill, um, was classified dead on a bed, and I ran, I ran around the bed. No, he ain't dead, he ain't dead, he was all right this morning, we played this morning, and then he was kicked out of hospital, and then we took him back again, and he got meningitis. Not the flu. Not, not appendicitis, and he went blind and it destroyed me. But. Do you think some of, like, some of your problems now still goes back yeah, to Yeah, but not that. That was. See, but people. The fear of losing yeah, someone. But, but people were put. That's what brought it on. But, but you're all so wrong. Not you guys. We as a society, we're all wrong. That was horrific what happened. And I stood to this day because he's been the love of my life. 
He's been a nutter. I used to come through the door, I'd hear Dad, I'd turn around, he was on the work service, diving. <laughs> you think I'm joking, he's as brave as a lion, I'd catch him, I'd I thought I was Gordon Banks, for them that don't know Gordon Banks, he was the England I'd dive through there to catch him. And he was always fighting and we had our stories, which I was blessed from meeting my grandparents and my parents, that we would tell stories. Both my lads would say to me when they were going to bed at night, Come and read the book, then tell me one of your stories. So I'd tell him a story at the book, and then I would tell him a story about with Richard, it was Dick Wickington and Black Bess, and how he rode with them and how he saved Dick Turpin. Because I've always had that flair to tell kids stories. And with Kevin, it was King Kevin against Mombra, who he fought and his dog Patch and they rode and the and the robin that would come and knock on the window of a night time. And that got us through that got us through some heavy shit, yeah, didn't it? Did. Yeah. So that was terrible, and everybody feels sorry for me for what I went through with Kevin. And I, I get you right, I needed that help, I needed that pull. But my mother and my dad, they they like, okay, you, you feel sorry for yourself, but what about your wife and your son? Because the, the son that suffered just as much as Buddy was Richard. Because he, he, he kind of had to play, and he, all of a sudden his little bro, Little bro was seriously ill. So he, so, but you don't think that when you're in the middle of the fight. When you're in the middle of a fight, mate, you don't get no nerves. You want to get the nerves before the bell goes. And when the bell goes for the last time, then you get to it because it's called fight time. And that was a fight and that's gone on, that went on for years. So yeah, that screwed me. That brought things to the front where I would wake up because I couldn't do nothing about that. Because the bell went, but what do I punch? What do I punch? What do I scream at? Well, I think that's the thing, isn't it? When it's all to play, if you get hit by a car, you can you you hate the driver, don't you? Yeah, you'll do the driver in. But, wow, but you'll do the driver in up here. But when it's something out of your control, when it's God's will or whatever terminology. Well, well that's what we do, you see, because that's what we do with religion. Yeah. We we create a God that fills our need, and that God's real name, you know, is Santa Claus. Whatever your, whatever your religion is, Buddhism, Muslim, Christian, Sikh, whatever your God is, you're taught what God is. God is good, it creates life, and that's what, and, and you go on whatever your journey is. But we, we create, because we, 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 we're taught that if you do bad things, God will be angry. If you do good things, he'll be, he'll be happy, and good things, he'll be boom. So when this happened, God's punishing me. What had I done? to take the most precious thing that I've ever been given and, the, and my wife never left his side, you know. All the while he was in hospital, she never left his side. Take female and male out of it. There's a human being for you. And my mum and dad looked after Richard. Well, that's what you do, but I blame God. But that ain't what a God is. Well, I think something that it, it did give you, I know it's what give me is a great capacity for empathy. Mm. So when you have these people come through the door, you can relate more to them. Because I think they say misery, uh, misery loves company, loves company. Yeah. but misery also gives you um, an aspect of understanding it. So if someone has lost their eyes or lost their son or lost their whatever, you can understand pain because you've been through it. And I think that, that's a great tool that it's given us both. It has. To make us great teachers. I think it's taught us, shove your pity up your arse. Don't come round me. I've, I've, we've had a speak about it. The lucky part was it landed in the part of the brain where it left you 
with so many gifts. Mm. It left you where you you come and when you found out you couldn't box, Jesus Christ, I did cry for you. Because that's the one thing he was always better than everybody else at. And, and stuff like that. And it done me. And, and when you went to school and the teachers, the, the teachers let, let us down so bad because they thought they were doing a job. That's what I'm paid to do. I'm important. I'm here to look after Kevin. Here's a yellow pen and, and write on white paper. Visually impaired, clusters blind. Teacher, you know, get this school and I go, what's that about? Uh, and teachers were, oh, uh, anyway, another day, another story. But that's like with, um, with the lions, I mean, because I couldn't box. And then because we played, so I'd always gone up wall, I'd always done my boxing. You worked under Dennis Jackson, Dennis a great coach, you taught you. He was like my granddad, wasn't And Johnny he? Dix, Johnny it was like Dix. your uncle. Oh, look, Johnny Dix as well. What a human being Johnny Dix was. Never boxed. Nice guy, done his level one, helped Kevin, took the Kevin, and he oh, said, wow, wow, yeah, because that's, but that's, just see, we, we've, we've taken that, that positives, but you still, you know, these people, they get flooded, and they say, right, next year, I'm going to put a bigger damp course, and I'm going to have waterproof doors, and, uh, and then it floods again, and the water still finds a way in. That's what fear does. Yeah. That's where it gets us. That's where fear gets us. How can I be frightened of anything when I've worked with the best coaches in the world? Uh, Lee, Lee Pullen. Wow, what strength I take from him. He's a GB coach now. We've come through together. Dave Putnell, Dave Alloway, um, Alan Sanigar, uh, Brian Inkley, who set me on my journey. He conned me. He conned me. I'll, I'll never forgive him. I love him and I'm grateful because I'm an England coach now and look at me. I'm as famous as I want to be, no more, no less. And he sent me down there. They got the funding. They sent me down for my level three. And I thought I was going down there on just a chat. Oh, it's a course. He means a course. You want a course? Oh, hang on, mate. The only course I want is intercourse. There's no way I want this shit. <laughs> Sending me down here. I fear exams. And yet I've done lots of coaching, education, but I fear exams because I'm thick, because I'm stupid, because I've never passed anything at school. You think you're stupid. 62 years of age, I go there and I say, oh, we've got a course coming up in a week's time that you've got to take. <sighs> and then he steps fear. I've bolted that door up. I've bricked that door up. I've, I've, I've put a sheet of steel over that window. I've put some smoke repellent there. I'm safe. I'm safe. Fear can't get in. You're on a course. It's coming down the chimney. And it strikes. That's what, that's what it does. And you call it anxiety. We call it panic. I've had it this, I've had it, I've had it this week. I've got nothing, I've, I've got the best job, I'm, I'm still married to the sweetheart of my life, I've got two great kids, I've got friends, you're my family. And then anxiety hits, because I've been pooling, I've got to bed, and I, on my chest, can't breathe, of course I can breathe. That's how the body's made. Hang me upside down on the tree, and I'll breathe. But your mind, you see, goes off, because it's in those three different parts. You've got the dinosaur part of the mind, then you've got mm, the bit where you start to think, then you've got Mr. Bogeyman. The front part where he, he goes like, oh, there's a lion out there. And he's called fear. And he's coming for you. Can you afford to pay for that? Can you really afford to buy that car? How about if you see him, you fell out with him, and you're getting a bit of a, well, I could whip his ass. Mm. Yeah, but if you don't forgive him a smack, say he goes to the police. Mm. What happens then? How about he goes to the police? What about that bloke who's parked on your drive and he's, he's, he's told Julie to fuck off? Can't have that. 
because I'm gangster Bob now. That's disrespect. Tell my wife the fuck off. Do you know who I am? See what's happening? He's he's there. He's there. Whoa! I'll give him fuck off. And then it comes from the other side. Because that's what he does, he just moves around in the brain all the while. Because if you stopped in the corner, Mr. Anxiety, Mr. Panic, Mr. Fear, if you stopped in the one corner, be easy, I'll box you, but he's like smoke. He's like smoke. You sit in a house and somebody has a bonfire and you, every window's double glazed. You can smell smoke, that's what fear does to us. And then luckily, people like Nick, Nick Davis, who's worked with us for ages, again, look. Yeah. His dad comes through the door working with kids. And we, we end up meeting Nick and we've been on a tremendous journey. Yeah. And he's taught me this, that it's fear. Yeah. And there's no need for it. The, the, the rational fear is that a lion runs in with our mind. We'll keep ourselves like, run, run, get out of it, throw, throw fucking someone else at the lion. <laughs> <laughs> but it's that, that irrational fear. As you said, like, if I do this, if I eat him, he could hurt me. I could hurt him. The police... And it's, I, we, me and you, I take after you for this. <coughs> Nanny Joan was the same. It's the four patterns that go over in our head. And a lot of them, we've said this, well, next time I see Bob, I'm going to take the fuck up. And you go, you go for all these scenarios. Yeah. And he walks fast, because you're okay, there's Jasmine. And you go, Bubba, you that's that. the one thing I didn't expect. <laughs> but I'll lose two weeks of sleep doing it's, it's a lovely story, though. I was, I was told, I forget who told me. And... This guy's driving through the country and he looks, oh my God, I didn't top up with petrol. And he's looking and the light starts to blink. Oh, let's drive slow, drive slow. Even though thought tells you drive quick to get to the petrol mm. station, quick, drive slow because it lasts. Oh, and then he starts, and then he looks up and he sees the light in the distance. And he goes, it's, it's 6.30, it's the middle of winter, 6.30. That's a farm, I'll get there. If I drive slow, I'll get there. If, I, if the car breaks down, I can still walk there, I can see that light. It's seven o'clock. Ooh, ooh, I'm, I'm there now, I'm there now. And the car breaks down. And he gets out and he gets to his petrol car and he starts walking towards it. They always have, they'll always have something there. And if they don't, they'll get me somewhere and I'll pay him and I'll say sorry. Oh, he'll be a farmer. Them farmers are miserable bastards. Them farmers are right miserable bastards. They hate us townies, they hate us townies. And he gets there and then, oh God, oh look, the light's gone off. And the other one, oh, I bet he's on his way to bed. He's going to tell me to fuck off. Why didn't I just ring the AA and tell him where I am? I'm nearly there now, I'm nearly there now. If he tells me to fuck up, oh, I'll have to beg him, I'll have to... And he knocks on the door, the bloke says, oh, man, if his mate stick the petrol up your fucking arse, and walks off. <laughs> <laughs> That's fear. That's fear. There's no sense in the rhyme to it. I've had a, I, I, I go there. When I'm in the heat of battle, I'm as good as anybody. Just giving me shield, giving me so mighty battle now is getting people ready to go. Yeah, like bringing it back to the coach. You know, now when you asked me to be <laughs> a coach, I had that fear because I said, I've never boxed. Yeah, and that's what me and Simon Spencer, Simon Spencer started the back <coughs> class, yeah. and that's where I cut my teeth with it, learning the five-year-olds yeah. how to do it, and then progress through doing it. Because I always thought I'm going to get found out. Yeah, they're going to find out, and even though I knew everything I was on about, I've been brought up ever since all my life. It's that fear of being found out, isn't yeah. it? Am I out of place in this? In well, this let's run with that one, you see. Because that's what fear does. Yeah. It's so clever. It's so clever because it's part of you. It's in your library. It's reading all your fears. Yeah. Oh, you've got me on that one. It's, it lives in your... It's, it's, yeah. it's got free access to your library. Mm. 
what makes you brave, what arouses you, what deflates you, it lives there. So Kev's been brought up in it, sparred in here with you and the lads and Big Pete. Big Pete Griffin. Quentin Hill looks quick. Yeah, Christ, um, Big Pete Griffin, he's longer than the A449, isn't he? <laughs> and he's about as tall as a bucket. Yeah. And he's in there learning to, learning to. And I'm thinking, and it's the bravest thing I've ever done. The bravest thing I've ever done is doing less for him than I did for Richard. For Richard, I was always going over the park, saying to the big lads, what's your name? Duda, duda, okay. You're so-and-so, son, yeah, not a problem. I'll go in the pub that night. I'm not a pub man, I'm not a drinker. I just don't do pubs. And I'd walk in and I'd walk over to... So-and-so. So-and-so, Tony. So, all right, Tony, can I buy you a drink? This is the way I've always dealt with it, off my dad. Can I buy you a drink? All right, Bert. Um, all right, a lager. All right, yeah, no problem, buy a lager. I'd put it on the table. He said, what's that for? I said, so there's no hard feelings. Whatever. Well, once you've done that, we're going outside. And it's going to fucking hurt. But just let your lad know, every time he picks on my lad, this is what's going to happen. But enjoy the drink. There's no hard feelings. And you see the sheer fear in their eyes, right? Didn't do that with him. I thought, I can't. I'm going to have to let him fall over. Let's see if he can get up. That's always that saying. I know my mum says it's like uh, when I was a kid, if your mum said, don't act, Kevin, you'll fall over. And I look back, I've just lost my eyes. I said, but don't worry, Daddy, I'll get back I'll up. I'll get back up. That's where I got the same from. Done me in. Done me in. So I thought, you two ways here. If I go and do what I did for, for Richard, what I, and I do it for him, he's never gonna he's never gonna have a war, he's never gonna have a battle, he's never gonna know what it's like. And by which time anyway, so I did a lot more for Richard in that capacity than I ever did for him, because he, he'd got a fight. And when he, he'd go out of a night time with his mates, I'd sit up until two or three o'clock in the morning and he'd come back, converted the garage into a into a flat for him. I sit up and he'd come in and I go, oh, he's back. I'll have her up tomorrow if he's, he's, he's been in the row. Mm. And, anything, that ain't and he'd say, yeah, I've been in the row with so-and-so and there's two of them beat me up. I'd go, okay, well, you, you've got to get around that. If that had been Richard, I'd go, no, two of them was that. That's two people I've got to beat up. Mm. I'm not trying to be big-headed. Mm. I've always been able to handle myself. I'm good at handling myself. Yeah. But I'd, I'd get there and I'd go. And people say, was it when Kevin went blind? <laughs> yeah. Was it when the teachers called me thick? Well, yeah, it's, it's, uh, this is what I'm saying about smoke. It comes in, so then when you try to fight it... It's a library. Yeah. It's in your library. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so you've got me caught enough there. Where's that other book? Oh, this is what happened there. And it does it. I've had it this week. I've had it terrible this week. But I talk about it now. Yeah. I, talk, I had it terrible this week. The love of my life now is, is, is my little jazz. And we're playing with her. And I'm fighting through while I'm having a, I'm having a panic while I'm playing with her. And she don't know what's up, because I ain't going to tell her about panic attacks. Yeah. And I'm, I'm there, and it's because I've, it goes to my chest when I get the flu or anything, and then, <sighs> then when I'm not sleeping, <sighs> I ain't going to be able to breathe, I ain't going to be able to breathe. Yeah. My mum died with cancer, I held her hand when she died, 57. What a lioness she was. That's where I get the, the, the this from, the being able to tell stories, and, and they laugh at me in GB because I always come up with the, with the story to, to coach. So successful doing it. And that's where he gets his gift from, yeah. from my mum. My mum's side. And I'll tell a story and blah, blah, blah. 
but she's dying with cancer. And it's a, it's a warm day, and she dies. So I, I, I'm in a hot room. <sighs> can't breathe. Can't breathe, because I remember choking and, and dying that, that horrible death. Mm. But when you speak to the medics, they say, no, that she wouldn't have felt that. <gasps> can't breathe, because that's, that's passing. Right. And I know she's about, without going on the spiritual. I know she's about, because I felt her. Mm. I felt her. And then my dad died an horrible death with Parkinson's a few years after, and whatever. So of course all that goes into the mind. But that ain't what done me. It's, it's life. Yeah. It fills you with doubt. And I'm going on to that, Dave, because we've got this place and um, we've got created uh, Connor Jones, who's now gone professional 6-0, and uh, Ricky Summers and Quinton Animal. You've, you, you've got, you've got um, the, the best I ever saw was young Tommy Hickenbottom. Oh, and wherever I go in the world, because I'm a big believer in, I believe what I believe, uh, wherever I go in the world, as I walk down to um, there, I'll say, come on, Tom, let's go. And he's with me. You know, come on, Tom, let's go. And I'm talking. I always used to talk to him. And uh, 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 you had the Prices, uh, Andrew and James. And you had Kyle Spencer. What an unlucky dude he was. Oh, another day, another story. And then you had all those champions come through. And Ricky Whitehouse. Oh, how blessed am I to have all these people in my life. Ricky Whitehouse, who's just had a baby son. Um, and and they'll come up here and do that. So this this is a boxing club, but it's a church. It's so much more days. It's, the it's a church. That we all come. We all meet. It's a, it's, it, it's it's a religious place where we all meet. It's where the warriors tell the story. It's where people that ain't going to ever box they come and they, that don't happen in many places. People that come up here and they train and they're never going to box, but you get just as much time as they've got the dude that does. They just. But like I say, how do you beat the fear? You've got to learn how to embrace it. Well, that's the next how, do you em- how do you embrace something that you're frightened of? Go on. you become this great coach and then take the next step onto England and then to GB? Well, I got conned by Brian Inkley <laughs> to go down and I'm on a course. Straight away, my arse has gone 50 pence piece, man, I'll cover, 50 pence piece, man, I'll cover. I'm just thinking, what am I doing here? But with all courses, if you think about it logically, what I tell people, I put them in the courses, you have a week to find out what you've got to find out. Then you went away for six months, then you came back down and you sat your exam. Dead easy. But not when your ass is trying to breathe and your mouth seized up and you panic because you're not worth anything. So I've done me, me level three and uh, I met incredible people. And I learned different ways of coaching. Oh, look at that for a jab. All right, is that what you call that there? And then I understood the word phases. Phases wins your fights. If you can box first and second all day long, two phase attacks, three phase attacks, and all these different words, that wins your fights. So I thought I knew everything. Go on. When you were first there, like with England and everything, because England before GB. Well, I went, and then I had to go and do my level four. Mm. And then when you're level four, then you get caught up, you have a letter. Mm. And it meant so much to me that I had the letter for my level four that I passed, and uh, I went down to do it. And it was, I went down on the train, you used to do it for nothing them days. You go down on a Friday, and you come back on a Sunday, and you did it for nothing. And I went down and worked, and I worked with a guy called Kelvin Travis, and I worked with it, and I saw how he trained, and it was talk at, talk at, talk at the couches, talk at the couches, talk at the boxer, and, and go off on it. And um, I said, this ain't for me. Ho ho, sun don't shine up your arse, stick it there. And that's what I said. 
Oh, she will get on great. I said, I don't think so. I'm getting changed. It didn't mean nothing to me. I got a, a real good job for the council when I was over people. I was over about 300 people in different capacities and, and loved working with them and being a gaffer. I loved it. Better than getting your hands dirty for a living, I'm telling you. I loved, I loved it. And then, uh, and then I got this guy who wants me to go down there and we spoke to her like that and spoke out. I thought, no, I ain't going to do that. But there was a guy called Ian Irwin uh, and a guy called Alan Sanagar who was a great coach educator. There's never been one like him since. But Ian Irwin was the main England guy. And it was run perfectly in them days, so much better. Because when you ran a squad, it was to learn how to block, parry, and how to spar, and what, what a job meant, not just turn up for sparring. And um, Ian Irwin rang me up, and he says, hello, Bob, he says, I hear that you weren't very happy with it. I said, no, I said, Mr. Uh, Mr. Irwin, I said, I'd like to say thank you, and blah, 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 but it ain't for me. I said, because uh, I'm not a maverick, but I, I can't be having that. And he said, would you like to work with a guy called Chris Edwards, Edmonds? Uh, and I went working with England, under, uh, Young England. And that's with Frankie Gavin and uh, David Price and, and, uh, and Jaffa and Stephen. Uh, oh, wow. What an experience that was. What an experience that was. And you're also one of the boys to get women's boxing in, wasn't you? Well, I couldn't believe that we talk boxing should be described as a martial art. And because if you do it how we do it, level one, level two, level three, bronze, silver, gold, it's your belts. And that's why I designed it that way, it's your belts. Not to make money, not to, it's your belts. So you go and join any karate in Wadaru, Wadakai, you have to do your belts. And that's where a lot of the martial arts have fell down now because you go now to somebody and they, they, it's all about selling belts. And they haven't had to. The cost. I mean, when yeah. I first came, it was like 50p a session. Yeah. And it's still not that much more now, is it, yeah. for a session? Whereas if you look at the karate, you're paying for your, your lessons at, at five, six pounds a lesson. Then <coughs> when you get a belt, you have to pay for the belt and for the, and for the, the assessment. assessment yeah. And yeah. Think, yeah, you know, yeah, but, but what happened was, you see, yeah, when you went from those that I went to, what a card, and the guy who's passed away now was a great coach, John, you paid your money, you got your book. But it was, it was, it came from Japan. And it was the guy that came and done the exam. Because this little Japanese guy, Suzuki, like the motorbike. Yeah. And he spoke quietly and that. And when he did it, it was pretty, but that was proper forms. Uh, uh, and now like the people that call themselves martial arts, and good luck to you, they've done six months with that, and six months with that, and six months with that, and they've built it together, and they've, they've this is called Wufung, water, water, <laughs> you know, back to the water philosophy, <laughs> you know, water is wonderful, you splash it when you are high, you give bottle, you have drink, oh, wonder philosophy, but you get fucking mugged everywhere you go, just give them water, always carry water, you say to them, mugger, have a drink before you beat the shit out of them, you know what I mean, and you get a lot of that, it's called the combi guy, but, but join my, join my philosophy, when you get beat up, think good thoughts or good job. Wow! See, we come, we 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 got lions in us, so we we, we want to get a boxing. So I went down there and I worked with him, and um, I met Frankie Gavin. Wow! The only ever English man to win the world, the world to get through all the cheating and whatever. But do you know who thought I had to beat the Russian? The Russian forgot his name that he beat for the world championship was phenomenal, hadn't been beat for years. He had, and the scoring was the, mm. and it was four twos, and it was the scoring, and it was in America, 
got let down badly there. I was picked to go there. Like I was picked to go to Beijing Olympics, politics, yeah. egos, which causes stresses. Yeah. So the guy that thought how to beat that guy came up with that idea how to beat that guy. And this is good coaching. This is the best coaching you're ever going to have to become a coach. Sat down with me and we spoke about that Russian. And you know who came up with the idea how to beat that guy? Frankie Gavin. No coach come up out to beat him. They'll all jump in and say, it was me, it was me. I sat with him, like I sat with David Price, coming into the Olympic Games. That's coaching. Listen to what the gladiator has to say, and then give him the weapons that he feels comfortable to use. Don't tell him he should be able to use a spear when he's a swordsman. Don't tell him to use a net when he automatically uses a shield and uses the axe. Let the warrior dictate which way he's going to go. Teach him to use everything. So I sat with Franklin. I never forget it. I sat with Franklin. I went talking. And he says, How do you think we ought to beat him, Bob? I ain't got a clue how to beat this guy. He's unbeaten. Better coaches than me. Coaches that I've rubbed shoulders with the great Cuban coaches. Because that always makes me laugh when people say, I'm coaching the Cuban way. They've never even, looked, they've never even opened a Cuban box of cigars. But they're teaching the Cuban way. I've read a book on Cuba, you see. Anyway, so I went, what do you think, Frank? I said, I think he's got to be done like countering him. He went, no. Well, you haven't asked before then. <laughs> you know, but this is the way, because you've got this internal thing going on all the while, haven't you? You've got the questions. And, and he says, well, you've got to go for him. You've got to go and come up and go and come up. What's the best, what's the best way of counterpuncher fights? He's a pressure fighter. A pressure fighter makes you throw. People get counterpunching mixed up. People think a counterpunching waits and waits and waits and waits and waits and then he loses. I thought I'd wait for him. Well, it worked, did it? You've got to pressure him. What's the pressure boxer do? He's on you, he makes you throwers. So, Frankie says, no, I've got to go out there, I've got to go first, make him miss and bump. I've got to pressure him into doing it. I've got to... And he came up with this plan. I just looked at him and I went, yeah. I haven't got a clue if he was right or wrong. I was, was, was at Sheffield training. I just believed so much in him. And he Every time I took him away and he won, he won because of him. Every time he lost, he lost because of cheating. Hmm. He was just phenomenal. He was a great kid. He was as crazy as a box of frogs. But he knew everybody's weight, he knew everybody's style. He phenomenal. That didn't come from coaching. That came from a greater force. That came from nature. So he goes over and there's the Russian. And I'm watching it on the computer and I'm screaming. I must have walked three people up from like four days down <laughs> screaming at him. And he's, he's down. He's down. And I'm thinking it ain't working, Frankie. But you know what he's got? A pair of balls. And what's more powerful than a decent pair of balls? Self-belief. He stuck to the plan. Now everybody will claim credit for that. There's a cleaner at Crystal Palace that came down the one day to get an autograph and he says, oh, I'll Frankie get that fucking motor. <laughs> if it hadn't been me cleaning that floor, yeah. I come all the way from Crystal Palace, walked into Sheffield, cleared where he trains and tell you what, there's a taxi driver <laughs> in the brass house. The brass said, oh, I have to get the tension out of his neck. Right? Yeah. It's Frankie Gavin and that's what we've got to remember as coaches. The ability, the ability to do that. And as for people that, <laughs> see, Kevin never boxed but he sparred all the while. And he'd come along when we did the boxing shows and he'd see how certain people would go with nerves. Now, little Tommy Hickenbottom, love him all life, my little, my little mate, 
for those who don't know, Thomas tragically died. <coughs> I've mentioned him on countless shows, like the painter and saint of the Lions. He, we lost him riding his pedal bike, went to the back of a car, went through the window and bled to death on the side of the road. That was oh, 16 years ago. They rushed him into hospital and he, 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 he passed away there, did he? But yeah, but that, so people who don't know Thomas Hickenbottom, he's the patron saint of our place. What Sorry, a kid, Kerry. what a kid, what a kid. Funny dude. It's took all these years, we'll talk about it now without crying. He, um, he, he talked, he hasn't got a nerve in his body. Bollocks. There you go, nice word, bollocks. There you go, bollocks. He'd come in the gym and he knew he got a spa and he'd be looking around the gym. He was petrified of looking bad. What a fear. Where that come to beat that fear, don't come from me and Big John. We just taught him drills and I'd teach him drills and I'd boom back boom, that's our motto. Boom back shuffle. boom, the hicking bottom shuffle. Boom back boom, boom back boom, boom back boom. Boom back boom is you go, you come back, they drop short, you punch again. You're in, you're out, you go again. You're in, you're out, you go. And changing an handle, you know what handle means? Move to the side. Well, I'm an England coach and I'll say to you, go with the first phase, go with the second phase, change the handle, make sure that the next shot is a different shot and go again. And the kid goes, what do you mean? What he means is, mate, go in, snot him, adjust. <laughs> when he misses, snot him again and get round him. <laughs> How you get round him is up to you. Well, what, well you've got a great uh, way of doing it. <coughs> Putting things in simple terms, and I think that's the great thing of a teacher, is you say it so they can understand it, you don't say it so you feel... Higher than them. Is it simple terms or is it terms that that person would understand? Do you know, well, yeah. like I think going back to like when you said how, how with uh, your other son you'd handle things different with every day, I think that that shows why you're such a great coach is your understanding as a person. You understand Kev needed to go through a process to toughen his skin. You you can read a person and you can adjust your teaching methods, your coaching methods from what I see. Yeah into terms they understand and I think that's what makes him such a great coach and I think that's why like simple terms the same as Kevin does right, yeah exactly two, the two, people two are the, the same, same. Yeah. two are the same I think um, yeah you're right you're right it's just I, your understanding yeah. of people yeah I think you're right I think I think that's what's the matter with life right right now like we were talking about AJ you know what a character what a man what a really lovely person as well. When people, Probably. when people say about her, oh, he's just this one character uh, on camera. I've, I've, had, I've been blessed to meet him once, a meet and greet, and I said, I'm Bob Dylan's son, and he come over and <laughs> me. And the other time when me and Kate and Jazz went up to see him in Sheffield, and he was such a relatable dude. He'd walk in, lean against the ropes, and I go, I've oh, heard you like hip hop, does you? Who do you like? He was a fellow chap, it wasn't, when, you, when I've met other famous boxers, I won't say they are, and you're thinking, God, what a... And Bobby Station. See, person, that's, it, drives me, it drives me mad as a nation, England. Yeah. I'm not saying Britain, because it isn't Britain. You get the Welsh. Their team gets to a final, and they lose. They are overwhelmed. We got there. What an achievement. You get somebody who fights for a world title, and he loses. Wow, that's the Celt in us. We got to the final and we gave that motherfucker a run for his money. You go to the Scots, then the same. You get a Scot who has a close fight and he wins. Yes! Get the English. I don't know where he comes from. I, I do that when I start to get stressed. I don't know where he comes from. Because you've got a local hero, you've got a hero. England's that big. That big. 
the world, England's that big. We're taking off Scotland, we're taking off Wales, yeah. it's that big. And we're producing, we've got the two best heavyweights in the world. All Wilder's doing is holding the title until Fury takes it. That's all he's doing. And he won't, be, so all the politics, cut to the chase. But, oh, I don't like him. Why? Well, what's he done? Well, you're right, he's won the ABAs. <laughs> Become European, silver medal in the world, Olympic gold. Yeah, but it was class one at the Olympic gold. But guess what? It's always a class back for the Olympic gold medal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <coughs> because that's why it's the Olympic gold medal. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, then if he goes pro, then he, he does all this stuff, and then he wins, and he fights good boxers. Mm -hmm. No, great boxers, and beats them. And then gets off the canvas, Larry Holmes. He was always on the canvas. I remember Larry Holmes boxing Ernie Shavers, climbing up. In modern day, they'd have stopped it. Climbing up the, the ropes, yeah. and then going and dancing, and not knowing where he was for three rounds. AJ does it. It's the British. And I'm on about British. Oh, shit. Oh, something about him, I don't know. Well, I can understand that because you're short and ugly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's a magnificent specimen. Um, he's very articulate. He's a multi-millionaire. Um, everybody loves him. He's done nothing wrong. What a prick. Yeah. How the fuck can you have all of that? And here I am. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm five foot eight. I tell everybody I'm five foot nine. I'm ginger. Uh, I got a, I got an orangutan arse. Um, I ain't good. Yeah, I got the right to. I don't get it. He lost. I told you what a wanker. He would never had no bottle. Olympic gold, world silver, undefeated. Peter Moore. Beat. He shows his bottle more now because he's got everything. He's got everything, but he still took that. Ring. Want, he's, I mean, he, he, to baboom. Me, to me, he could retire. Baboom. Uh, Let me tell you the story about it. Rolled up into the sunset. And you, yeah, he could have done. And, and, and me and Rob, Rob McCracken, totally different to me. Whereas I'm all praise. Rob is down the middle. Do you know the first thing Rob McCracken had to drink? The well, first thing he asked for when he got out the ring? Can I have a cup of tea? <laughs> well, so you know what? There's a picture actually with, with AJ and everyone celebrating right. in the ring. Rob McCarrickan just, just leaning back, <laughs> just taking everything in. You can just see Watching him just all the pretenders, the snake uh, uh, makers and the, and the witch doctors and, and bouncing around wherever they're from that have hated him. Now they're jumping in the ring. Oh, AJ, AJ, let me rub a bit more baby oil on you. Look, I'm rubbing baby oil on you. And there's Rob sat there with his cap on. He's like an old gunslinger. <laughs> yeah. He sits back, he does that with his hat. I am glad that's over. <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets out, they're all, all, they're all over there in the country that don't drink, they're all trying to get some booze, they're all going around, and Rob says, can I have a cup of tea? And a biscuit. <laughs> he don't drink. He gets high on life. Don't drink. He wouldn't know. His idea of being over the moon is a smirk. He's totally different to me. He's totally different. But he's gone and done a job, and he's, he's tilled his ego to let him be... Here's a story. Uh, a friend of Rob McCracken, and you don't get to hear this shit. Because he, he don't sell papers. Very glamorous. So, I never forget it, because I'm a real emotional dude. Um, one of Rob's mates rings him up and says, oh, me, me, me son has always loved him. Would there be any chance of coming down and, and meeting him? And he's, he's a dying. He's only got like a couple of months left. And he's, um, he's a young man in his teens. Rob was oh, such a kind man, McCracken is. For, a, for an odd bastard, for somebody who's hard in the ring and out the ring, and somebody who don't suffer fools gladly, is loyal. For somebody that don't suffer fools gladly, mate, 
he, he goes, I'll ask him. He never tells. And I goes, yeah, of course, he'll bring him up. And then a couple of weeks after, um, there's a phone call. Robbie, he ain't going to be able to get there, mate. He's, um, we can't move him. We've got everything. So AJ says, I'll, I'll hire a helicopter. We can drop it over on the bowl. I'll hire that. That'll be out of my money. That's all right. He ain't a fool with his money. He don't come flashing money around and I'll buy it. He's one of the lads. He's a GB boxer. So, Rob, well, now we can't get him in the helicopter. That's the thing. So he's willing to do it. So he says, all right. Then he says to him, uh, where's he live? And he's in the back end of Brum somewhere. Okay. Week after, we're all in the gym. Rob takes the phone. I'm there. Rob, oh, hello. All right, AJ. What's the matter, mate? He calls him whatever he calls him. All right, uh, uh, Josh, what's the matter, mate? He says, uh, what number's that house? And he goes, 16. He goes, oh, he said, I'm outside it now. He's drove from frigging Finchley, London, all the way down, whatever. Got the, got the postcode. But uh, get the, oh, I'm out there now. Am I, I, I in? Can you ring them? Make sure they're in. Rob goes, oh, yeah. Bum, bum. Uh, you knock on the door, he says, you don't know that family jack shit. You go and sits with the kid. Week after, the lad passes away. Yeah. Baboon. What a lovely memory. Baboon. I've got a, a, a great friend called Amanda Grok. What a great female coach. Oh, she's lovely, Amanda. What a good human being. And he's got a wonderful son and, a, and, and, and Derek has got a wonderful family. We've got a lovely kid called Harvey. Down syndrome. With, with other things. What a, what a family. Yeah. Derek. My hero. You know, he's as straight as a die. He says it is. She's a great coach. England female boxing is where it is today because of Amanda Rook. She's pulling on. What she's saying is, oh, don't give me that woman shit when I'm a boxing coach. And before you start pampering her, leave me out five minutes with her. I'm a woman. I'll have a woman. I'm a woman with her. And she tells her, because that's what we are. We're boxers. So when the Olympic come to me and they said to me, oh, we're trying to get all the women to wear skirts when they box. Oh, there's going to be a lot of blocks with hard-ons. <laughs> I said, last time I heard that bank cock fighting. Yeah. <laughs> well, why do you want to wear skirts? Because in other martial arts, they wear the same as the men. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, uh, going back to, to AJ, can I bring him? Yeah, bring him, bring him in. So she goes in and, and the kid's got problems, you know. He, down, you know he's a lovely kid because he's got to be lovely because he, he comes from Derek and Amanda. And he comes in and he meets AJ and he goes and sits down AJ. But before they've come and he said to man, what, what does he do and what doesn't he do? You know, he don't like cleaning his teeth. Oh, okay. And he's got to be strict on his diet because he's got this heart problem. And he goes, oh, okay, okay. Everywhere champion of the world. He's got come to earth in this little island. This little island. So what's he doing? So he sits down and he goes, hello AJ. He goes, hello. And he sits down and he's just bewildered by this fantastic specimen. And he's talking and blah, blah, blah. He says, and uh, you know how I become a white champion? He says, oh, he says, well, I clean my teeth every morning <laughs> and every night. He said, that makes me draw strong. He said, and gets my brain thinking. He said, I eat my vegetables. He said, I don't like that. And then vegetables, he said, but I make myself eat them. He said, and then when I go, bum, what does that kid do? Mm. But you know what he also does? He rings him occasionally. I think every white champion in the world. He's got people from the marketing mm. after him all the while. You're training him, you're trying to do something. My philosophy with him is shape. AJ fights like AJ. He's a version of Larry Holmes for me. Lead shoulder goes in front, back shoulder goes at the back. What does that give me? Give me a backhand. I've got a backhand, I've got power. So the lead hand, and, I, and then I need balance. Right? So shape and balance, I'm a bad man now. I can hit you, you can't hit me. And if you do hit me, 
you whip my shield, my lead hand. So if I've got if I've got half the target, I've got double the power. That's AJ Stone. That's boxing. That's AJ Stone. Now his last fight, he wasn't the, the fight that he lost, he wasn't well. He wasn't well. And all that's gonna come out, he was not well. He shouldn't have gone in there. But he, he kept it to himself and how, how brilliant is it though? And I think as once again as a role model, you lose. He never went. By the way, I had athletes foot. By the way, Bob didn't, didn't take me on the path. But he just went. You know what? That's the problem with Ruiz as well. He's come out with every. That's what's happened. And, and what a shame. And you just think Ruiz, he had that opportunity and he took it. And fair play to him. He's <coughs> his family and he's done that. Yeah. But he should have lost that rematch and gone. I don't fair play. That one for as one. He did. Yeah. yeah. Well, exactly. But it's got to be under AJ's skin now because why have you done that? I didn't do that when I was I was losing a lot of blood. I was poorly. I was lack of iron. And, you know, well, whatever the reason, I said, okay, I took, it, took my licks and I'm down the golf and the bloke says, oh, I don't like him. I said, do you know him? Mm. Well, I, well I, I prefer a Tyson Fury. Brilliant. We've got two good guys. So why are we talking bad about the other? So there comes Mr. Bogerman again. Smoke man. Living in them. And then I have a row. I have a row with an hairdresser. I have a row with whatever. And then I'm thinking, oh, where do I get my hair cut now? And anxiety attacks. Yeah. Anxiety attacks. Yeah. So going back to the anxiety attacks, after we talk about it, you know what? We all have them. I'm in the worlds. I've just come back from the worlds where these people that teach all this water and I, I, the Cuban way. You know the Cubans, they're boxing tomorrow. They're boxing. And then boxing in the gym. They're training in the gym where we call it the taper. Then boxing and hitting the bags and they're all wrapped up in, in stuff. And I'm thinking, how's he even going to box three threes tomorrow? And then I'm going sitting in a great big paper bag, like a crisp packet, but it's about seven foot by seven foot. And they shut the top and they, they're steaming off and they get in. The Cubans just fight. Mm-hmm. Cubans fight like madmen. What do they realise as well? It's a poor country, so actually it's all basic. Yeah, it's basic. All just basic. It's the coaches teaching them the basic. They've not got any tech around them. It's all. Well, there's certain coaches, certain coaches, I keep saying coach, I should put it on the end. Certain coaches, we, 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 we box the, um, there's a guy, we, we box the Cuban way, we box the Cuban way. We've been over there, I've trained with them. Mm-hmm. I was very lucky to go on holiday to Cuba and I went to the school <coughs> for the um, semi-finals and there's a two-time gold medalist, I forget his name. And I said, so what's your secret? He goes, we spar, we run, we do chin-ups. I went, <laughs> anything else? Goes, what else do we need? And I went, and you're number one. Because we spar, we run, we do chin-ups. And I went, yeah. And then you see these people and they've got the Mayweather pads. You see them on their- Flow like water. <laughs> water. They've got these things to see how much testosterone they're generating in the left bollock. And you're thinking, either he's a fighting man who's fit or he isn't. Well, here's a quick story. If there is such a quick story with me. Yeah. <laughs> we're over in the WSB. We met Havana and um, they're boxing in there, and my lions are going in, and there's me, Dave Adelaide, great coach. Um, Mickey Driscoll is now the England coach, great guy, great, great guy, good friend, funny dude. And uh, we do our stuff, and, 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 and we've done well to survive, nobody died, which to me, I'll never know why. And um, <laughs> this guy comes up to me and he says, um, can I have your pants? I said, no. He said, but oh, we've got no pants over here. I said, I've got some with me. I said, they're fucking going home with me. If I don't know what I know now, I'd have gone here. And he said, look, I am the, I am the junior head coach. And he, Dave Alloway and, and Mickey Driscoll will tell you. And this is the philosophy how they teach movement 
Uh, they all saw movement. They don't the blocks, do they? The Cubans. It's movement. It's movement. It's how to step back and step in and, and punch and never take the eye off the inner eye. Inner eye. My inner eye's my arse, you know. <laughs> that's my third eye. Then that starts to twitch. I know they're fucking trouble, right? So, because you know, because water can't get to the three eye. Anyway, so, and, and I'm looking at this, this on his on his phone. Can't afford pads because he's got an eye right? So, um, yeah. and I got these little pads that I've took all over the world. <clears throat> and he's the top junior coach. So look what we do with our guys. And he's got all these kids, all sparring, doing a technique spar. And the technique spar is you can only throw shots. It isn't like jab, block, jab. It's you can only throw three shots, and which you do up here with Kevin. And you know what they're wearing? Fuck all. One or two of them have got handkerchiefs around their hands. Or a bit of material. And they're sparring bare knuckle. Right? So are you going to block that? Are you going to use a shield? Are you going to walk forward like that? No, you're going to learn how to... We can't do that because the Russians can't do that. The Russians are all strength and flair as well. Wow, what a nation of boxers. It's a shame what's happened with them. Third time of asking to clear their act up. Mm -hmm. Right? That's a shame. But what boxers? But strength, come forward, strength. And it's numbers. So when people turn around to me and start saying, oh, we, we want to box like the Cuban, or we want to box like... I remember America, when it was all about America. I went to Florida, and uh, I went in this big gym where, where world champions had boxed or whatever, and it was fantastic gym, and I'd just become a level four coach 100 years ago, and I sat down, I sat down next to this bloke that made me look anorexic, so you can tell how big he was, with a big cigar on, and it's all air-conditioned, been watching in the gym, and he was a coach. I didn't know that. And I looked around and I saw these guys punching and whatever, like Mexicans and Texans in this, this gym. And I saw world champion posters and I went, I said, where's the coach? And he went, you're looking at him, man. Are you the coach? He went, yeah. Oh. So what do you work on? He says, oh, I work on them, man. I said, well, do him what? He said, looking. Okay. So I've just come from England, you see, and I've just been taught that you teach that. And you have your back up and your bounce. Yeah. Wonder the ticket I am. The ticket I am, the ticket I am, I wonder the ticket. Winnie the poop. But yeah. and, and you have to teach him that. And you have to teach him to do that. Goes, no man, he says, You see the little dude? He says, I say to that little dude, copy that little dude. So you see the big dude? So I say to him, copy the big dude. He says, And if they don't do it, they can't do it. No good to me. Bump. So with all these things that I've done in the world, and with all these great British coaches, it comes around the Rob McCracken, takes over from a real good friend of mine, Terry Edwards, who'd done the, the Beijing. And I've got from Terry Edwards, which is the structure, which has worked, and I work with Rob McCracken, and I think, this ain't gonna work. And he just changed it all. He went from bringing 15, 20 lads in at the time to bringing six lads in, and you train them like pros. And you work on shape, you work on balance, you work on finding the range, punch it to the nearest interior, and every boxer has his own style, but he has the same philosophy. How brilliant is that? Do you know why that's brilliant? It's simple. Mm -hmm. What does McCracken do better than anybody? Keeps it simple. He doesn't use the inside block, the outside block, he says, you push in there. So that's where I invented shield. Because what does that make you then? What, what do, if I say to you, Put a shield up and you've never boxed. What do you do? You automatically do that. Someone's coming at you this side, put your shield up. 
So, and then there's Richard Woodhull, the best asset we've got. But there was that many people against him, in amateur boxing against him. Ah, what does he know? What does he know? World champion, Olympic bronze medalist. Mm. It's Roy Jones who beat him. Roy Jones beat him. <laughs> and that guy's not got an ego. One of the funniest dudes in the world, Richard Woodhull. His dad coached me with Red Steel. Funny dude. But he, he turned around the one day, I was boxing somebody, did he stop me from Derby? And he says to me, all right, Bob? I said, oh, I'm boxing him again from Derby. He went, um, what's the matter? I said, he stopped me last time. He said, well, you know what you did wrong, didn't you? I went, yeah, you know, we'll put it right. I went and stopped the guy. That's coaching. Yeah. That's coaching. But what we do as coaches, now listen, you throw a jab, he throws a jab back. When he throws a jab back, put a right hand. If he wants that, do that, do that. And what we've, what we've done is because people that are running coaching courses, or in the past of them coaching, it's like you're working it, you're not. You're not. Get in there. If he throws something, do whatever you've got to do not to get it and try and snatch one back on him. But do what you're good at. And that's, that should be our philosophy. And then, and then it's like, I always feel sorry for the people who've had nine or ten bouts and they've won them all. I feel so much so, more sorry for them than the kid that's had four or five and lost them all. Yeah. Because there's no expectation on him. Oh, if he gets suing, God bless him. Even though he's been robbed. Yeah. Even though he's had a bad night at the office, there's nothing on him. The kid who has eight to nine, oh, we got somebody now. Because everybody on England yeah. expects so much more of a winner. I used to go and box out of town, Derby, Liverpool, wherever, and I'd win. Back in the day, because there was no internet or anything, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. And then you'd have a little write-up in the Express Star, Wally team have gone to Liverpool, Wally team have gone to London, Wally team have gone to Derby, yeah. uh, and stuff like that. And, um, West Midlands have took on East Midlands, and Winner, um, Sean Messer, Nigel Porter, Red Snoops, Bob Dylan, Nigel Day, and, 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 Nigel, um, anyway. And, and you do Graham Davis, God, what a warrior he was, Saudi Singh, you know, and got over, we cleared up. And it and it'd be in the paper. Nothing. No no master would say nothing. My best mates would say nothing. I go and box at Dudley Town Hall and them days a, a, a show like Dudley Town Hall when I was boxing before it was banned. I'd be in the Express and Star. Oh Bob Dylan beat so and so from Worcester, Baba. It was only like two twenty bouncers fighting each other. Um Baba. If there was a little write up, Bob Dylan lost on points. My mates couldn't shut up about it all night long. Mm. My best mates. Yeah. So I become more afraid of losing than I did again in it. And that affects so many people in life, doesn't it? Well, it does. You see the parents here. If I could afford another building put onto this, I would. And it'd be put on somewhere that the parents go and sit and I'd have a television screen put in mm. where they can go and sit and I'd have a coffee machine in there for them, make a bit more money. Because everything's free when they go make a cup of coffee. Nobody says, here, Julie, here's a couple of quid. And I will sit them out there. Leave your anxiety, your fears, your dreams. Mm. Encourage your children to dream their own dreams. Mm. Embrace. Embrace it. You know, and that's what we do. We fill, we fill people with fears. Like with him, I had to let him fall over. Mm. He got calluses on his arse. But he kept getting back up. And that's what you've got to do. Now he's a better coach than me at his age. And, and he should be because he builds his empire 
on my shoulders. I built my empire on Dennis Jackson and Richard Steele's. I took all their wealth of knowledge mm. and I've stuck it in the library. Well, what I've took with it, I've took Mr. Smoke, man. Mm. How can I have anxieties? Olympic Games, Olympic champions, Nicola Adams, Joshua Boatze, what a human being. All these people that come to me, Uncle Bob, teach me to do this, demo do that. Joe Cordina, the Welsh wizard. Why do I? Can't breathe. What do I have to do? Look at a spot on the wall. Can't, can't. Where does that come from? It's because I'm more afraid of failing than I am of doing. But you know what? I'm not on my own. Well, you're not on your own. And if, because we're going to have to finish soon. Um, if you had to tell young Bernard Dillon something, what would it be? Embrace. Embrace. Embrace friendship. And don't expect people to be me. Don't expect things back. Embrace everything. Embrace that when I do something and I fail, it's okay. If I spell something and it's wrong, as long as they understand what I've put down there, then do it. Embrace friendship. And when somebody don't like you, embrace it. Yeah, okay. I don't mean embrace it. Oh, I'm glad you don't like me. Okay, I can understand that. I'm not your cup of tea. If I could, if I could do that, I can't do it now. I cannot do it to this day. Embrace it. I, it gets personal. You don't like me. Well, it's a wanker. If I could be somebody different, I want all my skills that I've got. I wouldn't change the love that I've had because I've been so blessed. I'm so blessed to be where I am because of the love in my life. But if I could change, I, I, I'd embrace more, I'd learn more. I would, and I'd like to get away from letting fear rule me. But when I have to get up and do a speech, I'll get up and do that, that's no shit. But if I gotta get up and do an exam, I'm frightened, I'm frightened if I fail, I fail. It shows I'm human. So if I could change something about me, it would be that. Don't take things so personal, embrace things, yeah, okay. I'm here, I'll live a wonderful life. I'm as famous as I want to be. I don't have no press ringing up looking for leaks. There's people in this life that are so festered, not with jealousy, but with hate. Mm. And they don't know why they hate. You've got the biggest form of, um, the biggest crime for me is when somebody, what's the word I was talking about, somebody that we both know that they, they do, they, 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 they control the mind, it's, it's abuse, mm. mental abuse. Mentally torture someone. It's like the water treatment. Yeah. And then people in the family become afraid of that person because he doesn't turn off the fucking water. Mm. Right? Now people have got to me in the past. Not now they don't. I just wish that younger on in life that I'd got this. Then maybe I wouldn't have this. But then Mr. Smoltman's in the library. He finds somewhere else to go. So all I want to say to everybody out there is, there's more of us than there is of them. Because yeah. everybody has it, but not everybody talks about it. And this is why I'm so privileged, so privileged to have you guys in my life and to invite me here. I'm so privileged because we can talk about this. And you know what? It's heavy to walk around with it all the while. Now me, this will get rid of my, my shit. For a few days, for a few weeks. I'll go to Kazakhstan in the new year on a training camp where I'll love it over there and we'll eat shit. And then at the end of the week, they'll give us a lovely meal. It's called fucking horse meat. <laughs> and he'll get the thing down the river. I'll, I'll be worried. I hope the room ain't too hot. 
I will have a stress attack. I'm like, oh, I hope that room ain't up because it's going to be 30 degrees below. Yeah. 30 degrees below. As you walk, your contacts dry up. Right, freezing. And I'm not thinking, ooh. I'm thinking, I hope I've got a window on that room because mm. I ain't going to be able to breathe. But I'm going to sit in a sauna bath. As long as we all realise we all have that shit. Some of us deal with it. A, a great coach and a great friend of mine who I love, like a brother Lee Pullen, said something to me the other day. Sometimes I get smelly shit in my head and I have to stop and I think about a river and I think of these leaves coming off and going into the river and then I watch one leaf and I say, I'll watch you go down the river. And then he gets rid of it that way and then he goes again. Mr. Positivity. It's amazing. Whenever he goes with a team, laughing and joking and Mr. Cool, he brings back medals. Whenever I go with a, a, a guy from Liverpool called Paul Bennett, we're yin and yang. He's, everything's prestige and me, I'm, I'm everywhere. And I'll get into the box, he lets me do what I do. Whenever we come back from anywhere, we come back with medals. European under, 90, under 22s in Russia, six in the final. They stitched us up in the final. Six in the final, European, um, the, the EU games in Spain. Eight in the final. Well, use your talents. Yeah, and keep up the good work, Dad. Um, so well, let me let me interject here. I'll keep doing what I do because I love what I do, and I'm an old man, and I ain't going to change. I'll just get more grizzly, and I'll start peeing more and more. That's what <laughs> I, that's what you got to look forward to. As you get older, you'll pee a lot. Right. <laughs> let me just say this before I, before you 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 end it. The heroes in this world are you guys that come up here two days before Christmas, a day before Christmas, and you come up and you give your time with all the shit you've got, you've got, you've got, and you've got, and you come up and you do this. So as people like me think, wow, I didn't realise there was that many of us. Our gang is phenomenal. There's more of us than there is of them. So. From people like me, I salute you and I'll say to you, you've shown more bravery than anybody that gets in the ring. And I want to say, on behalf of all of us, thank you. Well, thank you. It's been a lovely episode. So, until next week, gang, ta a beat. Listen, listen, listen. And that's a wrap for another show. But if there are any comments or messages that you'd like us to read out for our next podcast, please be in touch. There are also lots of different organisations at the bottom of this page and hopefully they can help you or someone you care about. Please share this to spread the word. Until we talk next time, ta a bit. Listen, listen, listen.